Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Welcome to the Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey everybody, David here, and today on our show, I'm really excited to have a special guest, Pete Greenfield, on the show. Now, Pete's a friend and a longtime Learning Stage Lighting Labs member, and uh, just a really cool guy who's doing some great stuff, having fun playing music over there in the UK. So, without further ado, let's talk to Pete about band lighting, starting out with lighting, and uh, you know how to make great lighting, even for a small band on a limited budget budget. Awesome. So yeah, Pete, it's great to talk to you again today. For those who are listening to the podcast later, um, we tried this once and had some issues with audio. So this is take two, nothing like some lighting guys, well, a lighting guy and a band guy to uh, to uh, not be good audio guys. And so thank you uh, for that. But Pete Greenfield here from the UK plays in bands and uh, started with lighting a while ago. So uh, we're, how, how'd you start with lighting? Let's start there. Well, I, I had a band that needed um, needed lighting, basically. So we planned a sort of a fairly theatrical um, rock horror band while I was playing in that at the time. And I kind of wanted to, we only play small bars and, you know, tiny festivals and things, but I wanted to do something that um, no other local bands were doing, which was put on a decent light show. So I'm a big admirer of Ramstein. Um, been to see them live a few times and there light show and effects and everything are just amazing so yeah. I thought, well if i could just get that down to a manageable level maybe lose the fire <laughs> then um you know that would sort of make a bit of a ripple hopefully on the on the local scene and um so then we had to decide how to do it and that was when things got difficult because we couldn't really figure it out yeah, yeah, it's amazing to me, you know, one of the things that really propels me along in this website is how much almost bad information there is out there for people beginning with lighting, especially for like a band. Um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, you can read user manuals and stuff of lights you buy and get a lot of bad information. So you stumbled upon learn stage lighting, right, to kind of help you get started? I did, yes. I mean, I hadn't even heard of DMX at that stage. I had no idea what it meant. Um, we had a show coming up in six weeks' time, which was kind of the big official launch of the band. Um, the keyboard player, who kind of knows it about MIDI and stuff, was sort of meant to be sorting it out at the time, but wasn't really getting very far with it. So, um, yeah, I just came across you on Learn Stage Lighting and kind of saved our lives, really. You know, I've um, I saw and I thought, well, very quickly decided that DM Axis was the way to go, um, being that it's so easy to program and, you know, I already had the laptop, so just needed to do that. And um, then went out and bought a load of lights. So you were recommending the Chauvet 4 bars, so we got a couple of those. Um, what else did we get? An ADJ, no, it wasn't ADJ, Chauvet Tripar Plus. Um, I picked up a few Slimpar 56s as well, Chauvet ones which um just use along the back and a couple of irc shockers um which is just cool for effects so sort of got all that lot started watching all your videos that were up there at the time was it uh zero to hero wasn't it zero yeah to from zero to lighting here yep one of the courses yeah and the, and also all the the dmx tutorials so went through all of that and then thought okay great 
I think I, I kind of know at least what I'm doing with able to program some kind of light show. And that's kind of what got us into it, really. And it, um, it's become a sort of a, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm any better at it than I was then creatively, but at least I can kind of find my way around it. You know, the first show was mad. It's just everything flashing all the time. But I'm trying to get a bit of sort of maturity and experience into my lighting design now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, that's a good point, actually, that we kind of talked about in the recording that people aren't hearing um, last time is that, um, you know, one of the things that I like about your show and what you guys did and do um, is that it's it's a rock show, but it's also very theatrical in nature. Um, and I think the lighting really helps helps move that along and being able to, you know, you guys are using Entex DMXs and being able to, you know, make lists for each song of of presets to go through uh, and, and really make it match the music and not be something random. So um, tell me, you know, we were talking about this the other day. When you sit down with a song, um, by the way, the band, that band was called Jimmy Ringus. They're not around anymore, but you can find them out there. Um, um, so tell me, when you sit down to program a song, what do you think about um, as a musician with no lighting background that, that helps you choose lighting that, that matches and that makes sense? Uh, I suppose the first thing is the subject matter, because all of those songs were about various kind of lunatics. It was kind of a circus of lunatics. So for example, we had a song about a, a pyromaniac boy who, well, it's dreadful. She ends up burning his mother to death in her bed. But anyway, mm. <laughs> glossing on that. Um, so there we sort of tried to use some um, the oscillator, basically, on DMX between sort of yellows and oranges at the beginning of the song to get some kind of flame effects going. Um, got another song that was very sort of um, quite sort of sick. It was about somebody that was sick. So we used a lot of sort of greens and blues in that and um, certainly about the mo movement. So we we're sort of trying to look at it from a colour theme point of view, but then also, as with Ramstein, just sort of trying to build in some effects as well. I mean, we haven't got any moving lights, but we were getting movement, again, by using the oscillator between sort of colours changing, particularly between the backlights. Uh, and then beyond that, it was just some effects. So when the drums went bada bada bum. Um, we were getting the shocker strobes to go bada bada bam. We had them on each side of the bass drum pointing up. Um, so just a little bit of everything, really. And then just trying to turn the whole thing up to, you know, up to 11, really, like the rest of the band. So um, yeah. we had costumes and props and the music's all pretty rocky stuff. There's still some of it out there, actually, on, um, what's it called? Bandcamp, band isn't it? I think it's called. So yeah, yeah, I think so. It came up quite sort of far up in the, the rankings. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of where we went to with it. And then um, went out there and performed it, which was, of course, another thing we were talking about the other day, how we did that. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you want to talk about Show Buddy and all of that? Yeah, yeah, I was going to talk about the triggering of it because I know you guys tried a few different things for triggering it. And I think that's where, for a lot of bands... I especially really hone in on the idea of, of getting the right console and the right control in place because it can make a simple, you know, a fairly simple lighting rig like you have, you know, not a lot of stuff, nothing fancy, but it can make it look really cool when you can control it well. So what did you guys end up doing and, and how did you trigger it? Were you, you know, triggering it with the foot pedal um, on a computer, um, you know, automatically? How, how did you guys end up going? We started off with the most ridiculous Heath Robinson way of doing things. Um, <laughs> just 
crazy, really. Um, but we used a, a sister program to DMXs called uh, ShowBuddy, uh, which you also cover on the site. So we took all of the, we basically had sort of pre-production tracks for all of the songs that we did. So the first thing we did was we quantized those. So, of course, they sounded horrible, but it meant that we had the whole song stretched out and it was all in time. Ah, uh, okay. Um, fed those all into ShowBuddy, and then from DMXS, we pulled the lighting prompts onto the, the waveform. So you basically then had ShowBuddy firing off all your banks and your scenes, and all your scenes anyway, through each song. Um, and then what did we do after that? Yeah, then um, I was triggering that, so you've got to sort of get ShowBuddy going. So we were using DMXS is great because it's got the foot pedal um, option to it. So I had a two boss. Um, uh, one of those double twin boss pedals so the left one uh, selected the bank and the right one then fires you through the scenes so um had that one going so that all sort of meant that i could sort of select everything i needed on the on the pedals but then what we did after that was the drummer had a click in his ear um and so he was then starting the click mm-hmm. uh, looking at me going one two three four i was hitting the pedal and Showbody was going off. So basically, we were playing to two clicks at the same time, which were in no way linked. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness, yeah. Because luckily, Dave's awesome. And um, he, he could just, you know, he's played in signed bands and stuff, so he could play to a click all day long. So that kind of kept – so that's how it went. But obviously, if we drifted off then, which is the big sort of thing about it, if you drift off the song or you decide you're going to put another few bars in with Showbody, you had it. You know, it's like the really big shows. Yeah. Once you're on the bus, you've got to stay on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which was kind of good. But then what we did after that was I decided that um, I'd drive myself mad. So we actually got rid of Show Buddy. <laughs> and I just controlled the theme selection with the boss foot switches. So that meant that we could, well, I was basically manually controlling the stepping through each scene on each bank of songs, or of scenes. So um, playing the bass, um, activating some sort of soundscapes between the songs with something else, and then I got the um, got the pedals for the for the light show. But that actually we found worked best um, because we have very limited sort of monitoring capabilities, you know, knowing ears or anything. So yeah, actually go that sort of halfway house worked really well for us, um, and then we didn't stay to the click, obviously, <laughs> which we sometimes did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes it easy too. It's like there's these two approaches as you you guys played with. You can pre-program it all and have it happen automatically, and that's great unless you don't follow the plan perfectly, which in live music you don't always want to. Um, and then you've got the ability to to be able to use that foot switch. And the other day when we were talking, you the way you explained it, which I think was cool, was that it's it's kind of like learning the music. You know, when you're learning to play the notes on the bass it's kind of the same thing with the lights because you, you pre-program the scenes, but then you got to remember to hit the thing during the show or else nothing happens. Right. You know? And so, and so I think that's cool that you guys experimented with, with both methods, you know, automating it fully versus um, doing it manually. But one of the things that I love and I love to really push home and, and note to people is that, the great thing about a system like DMX is, is it's built for music like this. So you can just arrange your songs in order for the night and then just press on the foot switch through the songs and you get as many scenes as 
you know, you desire to create. And I think that's really cool. I mean, that's absolutely it as well. And, you know, I knew nothing at all about programming lights or anything. And DMX, this is, it's quite user-friendly as well. Um, you can kind of get up and running with it pretty quickly, can't you? Yeah. Tent, at least, you know. Yeah, it's great. On a slight aside, over the past week or so, I've been teaching a, a labs member. I've been working with them one on one as well as in the labs um, on um, learning Onyx, um, another console I do. But this guy had had used DMXs previously, but he's also an IT person. And so I was like, at one point, I was like, okay, just forget what you learned in DMXs, you know, because this is a professional lighting console, so it's it's a lot different. But I love that about DMXs, like you said, is it's not like anything else out there. You can learn it really quick and make a pretty impressive show uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you can use a word processing package like MS Word or something, then you can probably get your head around DMXs. Yeah, and the way that the... Uh, as well, you know, and you've got sliders for every single DMX channel and everything, and you can label stuff. And Yeah, I mean, for what we want, it's great. Um I'm interested in this DMX. What's the one they've done now? They keep changing the name. It's called Show Buddy. Yeah, it's now called Show Buddy Active. So the scoop on this one, and I don't know all the background and I don't care to, even though I, I know the people at EdTech, is that, you know, this this guy who writes DMXs um, is Dave Brown in the UK. He's not an EdTech employee. He's a contractor. And this Show Buddy Active it works with DMXs, but it's not an Entech product. And so first he used the name DMXs, but I think that's like Entech's trademark. And so he changed it like really fast. Um, and, and and so, and I'm not, I don't know Dave very well. I know the people at Entech much better. And so he's put this one out and it's like, it's kind of like an upgraded DMXs. It's, it's interesting because it still works with that fader functionality, but you can have more lights and you can implement video as well. That was the thing that really interested me because we were using video, but again, all we did was produce one huge long video and um, just had that playing at the back. And we had a video for each song. Yeah. Um, again, Dave, the drummer was keeping us honest. You know, he'd actually got monitoring it. And so he was counting us in so that we we're in time with the video and all the rest of it. But I mean, to be able to, I mean, is there any other way that you can, because you can do MIDI out, can't you, from DMXs, the ordinary DMXs program? You know, is there yeah, you absolutely of, can. Yeah, yeah. So if, if I could find some kind of I don't know video player or something that I could control through just DMXs to just fire off, um, you know, videos, that would be awesome. Particularly if it was something because I had a look at the show take the show buddy thing and I couldn't make head and tail of it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little funky. It took me a while to figure it out. One app that's kind of similar, actually, that I've been talking about uh, with another guy lately is called QLab. I just pulled it up here on my screen. but And okay. it's it's a program that's built for the theater world originally. Um, mm -hmm. But it's basically, you know, lighting, audio, video cues um, on a Mac. You know, you can trigger it with MIDI. You can trigger it a variety of ways. Okay. And so it's a cool program. It's fairly expensive, but one thing they do let you do is they let you rent it. Um, I mean, there's a trial version like everything, but mm. but they let you rent it as well. And the cool thing about their rental program is it's a rent to own. And literally 100% of what you pay on the rental, you get credit for towards the owning it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And 
And that'll work on a Mac, work on a MacBook or a PC or anything, will it? Uh, just Mac, yeah. Just Mac, okay, yeah. Just Mac. So yeah, like I just pulled up their pricing page. And if you just want video, you can get just video for $400 or you can rent to own and then you rent it by the day until, and it's $4, you know, until you get to 400, which is what, 40? Yeah. No. A (laughs) hundred. We can't do math here. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know what that is in pounds. Yeah. So yeah, 300 or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, in euros, it's what is it? Less? Is it less euros? No, you're uh, not in euros anymore. No, no, UK's not euros. <laughs> the pound's about to absolutely crash in value because we're leaving the EU, so it's all going to be. Don't get me started on all of that. Right? <laughs> That's my best excuse this week for buying a load of stuff from Europe. That well, the price is going to go up in two weeks' time. I better get that ripping back to base now. You know. Oh wow! So that's happening now. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize because uh, I knew it's been decided for a long time. You know, a couple of years. Yeah, yeah one of these days. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to talk myself into it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we talked about DMXs. Let's see, we talked about Show Buddy. We, uh, let's see, so you got a, you got a, a new band, right, going on? What's, what's happening there? Yeah, I got a psychedelic rock band. Um, there's nothing online at the moment about it because uh, it's just been a very informal thing. But it's called Son of What? And uh, great musicians, they're all about 20 years younger than I am, but absolutely awesome. All, you know, went to music college and all the rest of it. Yeah. So it's all kind of, yeah, quite psychedelic music. So in fact, that's what I'm doing here today. We're playing a a small gig where there's not many room for the four bars. So I'm thinking about just having those little slim par 56s and actually just uplighting the band. Yeah. (laughs) And having maybe putting one light shining down from the top of the PA speakers. So it's going to be really stripped down and then have a couple of strobes at the back, which I can, if I can just get this Bigfoot thing programmed, I can just push a button and the strobes will fire. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, kind of, you know, absolutely tiny show. You know, we're going to be playing next to the dartboard. Yeah. And the first beer drink is going to be about three feet away, I think. So just trying to really miniaturize everything at the moment. <laughs> um, so that should be quite cool. Then we're playing a festival in a, a week after that. Oh, great. Well, tiny festival you've got you know an hour and then that time you've got to get all your kit on the stage and all your kit off mm-hmm. and ideally some time to practice so that's going to be hopefully yeah. the same thing just lobbing a few lights on oh okay and, yeah front wash and just trying to make a bit of a pop you know sort of thing yeah, yeah i've got another band as well which i can't say anything about because we've got a few trademark issues going on but um <laughs> that's going to involve video so that's why i'm interested in this q lab thing so, yeah yeah check out q lab the website you'll see is figure53.com that's the developer but if you just type q lab you'll see it um there's just if you go to like qlab.com that's some other company that does you know something medical <laughs> yeah i'll try not to end up buying a yeah nine lung or something by accident then yeah great. or no something scientific they uh yeah <laughs> I'm sure we can make use of it somehow. Actually, I was going to ask you something as well. Yeah. I've kind of, you know, as I said, I can basically use DMXs to the extent that I know what button does what, and I can understand how to do chases. What do you think the best way is of developing your creative instincts, though, around all of this? You know, because, you know, what colors go with what? What was your biggest inspiration for 
you know, working out that red went well with purple and you're going to do this and, you know, sort of creative tricks and color combinations. Um, I mean, I've got a color wheel and all that. But how did you kind of, you know, develop that side of your your art? Yeah. Now, that's an interesting question. And that's one that is, to me, the question that in teaching people, I think the most about. And I'm always trying to decipher how to teach this to people because I think it's the hardest part to teach. Um, it starts when I was in school. I took a lot of art classes and spent a lot of time sitting in an art class painting. Okay. Um, yeah. And that definitely informed things because it's like I started, I first started doing some audio and mixing for people. And okay. then when I started doing lighting, it's just like, you know, like, you know, no longer was I just some other audio guy, you know, that worked, you know, around the area. But now it was like, oh, this is David and he's really good at lighting. Um, and because it just, you know, the color thing clicked then. But even then, I still didn't, I think, I mean, the the cop-out answer that I always come back to, which is terrible, is just that I watched people, you know, and I watched things, you know, especially early on as a lighting tech you know, I would not be the person in charge. And so I would not be running the show, but I'd be there um, at a lot of shows. And so I get to see what other lighting guys were doing, which I think is always a great thing. That's always a great tip I have for people, especially now. I mean, we've got YouTube, you know, and you can watch all of these great bands, especially like a lot of the festival shows that have been televised. People have up on YouTube, you know, obviously not a lot of the like tour shows that are, you know, DVDs that are not going to be up there. But but there's there's just so much interesting stuff out there and then just try stuff you know that's my my biggest thing is you know try things and just my thought is you know take the time to sit down and listen to the music and really listen to okay is this like really cohesive and like really balanced and if it's like really balanced then i usually use you know colors opposite on the color wheel as as you were discussing yeah but if it's really like you're talking about a song about fire earlier and it's really like you know, heavy or, you know, emotionally shifted in one direction or another, then I'll use colors that are really close on the color wheel um, because it feels more passionate. Hmm. And so that's a pretty simple way. And then, as I say, you know, if a song is kind of a, you know, 120 BPM rock song, then just choose a color you haven't used in a while. Like if it's kind of a generic (laughs) sounding, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like not every song is going to have just this like, killer color combination that's just going to speak to you <laughs> no 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 it, it's just kind of learning how to use it wisely isn't it i mean um you know i've kind of been through the thing like i, I started off as a drummer kind of thing you know when you yeah. first start playing drums you're putting fills in every every four bars <laughs> going on you know and you're yeah doing that. And, and you sort of get a bit more experience and you realize actually what you really want to be doing is you know hi-hat snare bass drum that's kind of what people want to hear yeah the audience you get once in a while yeah, it's funny. I was I listened to a podcast called The Solopreneur Hour by Michael O'Neill, and he's a he's a guy who's worked by himself and been his own company for a long time. But he's also he's been a professional drummer before, and he still drums professionally. And he talks about that from time to time. He's like, you know, um, he's like, I'm not a drum solo guy because I've been a professional working drummer for so long. Like he's like, I don't really even know how to. <laughs> He's like, because yeah. I do what I'm supposed to do back here, you know, and I keep the beat and I keep the band in, in time and I don't, you know, he's like, that's just not what I do, you know? Sometimes you think about drums, especially people that are getting started, they're like, oh, drum solos. But then exactly, you talk to somebody yeah. who's been drumming professionally for years and they're like, yeah, no. 
No, it's all about the feel. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's exactly the same for lighting, isn't it? You know I mean? It is. Yeah. 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 It's got to be the Steve Gadd of lighting. That's what I'm trying to head, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful feel to the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know who he is, but, <laughs> but seriously, it's like when, you know, often people, at least over here in the U.S., talk about the audio guys will say, you know, nobody goes home humming the kick drum. Um, and, <laughs> and lighting is kind of the same way. It's like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be shows and there's going to be times where you draw attention to the lighting and do some really cool stuff. But like most of the time, like 80% of the time, you're going to be there supporting the band in such a way that you want people to leave the show thinking, wow, that show. The whole thing overall was amazing. You know, not the band was good, the lighting was amazing, you know, whatever. Just like, wow, that show was amazing. And when you do that and it's not like people walk away, you know, thinking, oh, man, that lighting was just so cool. You've gone to a higher place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All the bits are working together. Aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. what's your have you got a sort of a top 10 youtube playlist of lights that you really think are great have you ever done one of those oh gosh i mean for thinking about stuff that i watch i mean i watch all kinds of stuff i think there's a few from genesis out there yeah there's some live genesis stuff out there which is wonderful um is there any pink floyd on youtube because the pink floyd stuff is all excellent and I really like, and then I really like watching um, Muse and U2. They're both awesome, um, lighting-wise. And then who else do I think of? Oh, a newer one that's interesting is, are you familiar with 21 Pilots? No, I'll give them a look. Yeah, they're pretty big over here. They're a younger, it's like, it's two guys, and like they track a bunch of stuff like out of Ableton, but they also play a lot of instruments. Like one guy's always on the drums. It's it's fairly drum center. But then the other guy plays like everything, depending on the song. You know, he I sings and he, you know, he'll bass, piano, guitar, whatever. Um, and um, and their lighting is really dialed in. Like I was reading an article actually in a magazine recently and for their latest tour, because now they're, they're like pretty big in the U.S., especially with younger people. So they've got money now. Um, and for their latest tour, their lighting guy sat, I forget how long did they say, like for like 30 or 40 days in a rehearsal studio with a visualizer programming for the tour. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, considerably longer than most people would, um, yeah. to get it just dialed in that well. Yeah. And all running off Ableton, presumably then probably. Um, you know, I don't remember. Yeah. I think they might run it manually. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But still yeah, very cool. What, what were they called again? 21? 21 pilots, all spelled 21. out. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm I'll sure if you put the number in, it'll get you there. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'll give it a go. But yeah, yeah they've got some, some very cool stuff as well. And so, yeah, those are some of my kind of things I think about, yeah, when I think about lighting to check out on YouTube. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'll give it more of a look. Yeah, I kind of want to look at some sort of smaller shows as well, because I figure when you get into the big sort of stadium shows... I don't know how relevant that is to somebody with four slim par 56s and two Chevrolet four bars, but I mean, I guess I can get the color combinations and stuff. Kind of, and I'm trying to do stadium in a box. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll 
look at those anyway. Yeah, great. Yeah, you know, you get the overall feel of it, but then you you do have to remember at the same time, like they have this big look and they have all these lights and everything, but it also takes more lights to fill the space when they're on a huge stage. Yeah, true. You know, whereas you can put on a tiny stage, you know, you know, 10 lights and it looks big. Yeah, yeah, it does just make such a difference as well. The number of people that came up to us when we were doing, you know, sort of bar shows and stuff and just saying, wow, you know, we never, people never do this. And particularly when we got white boiler suits on and bowler hats and all sorts of other crazy stuff going on. So it went down really well. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's one of the big tips that I think I I really enjoy. One of the things I love about DMXs and, and that is like, a lot of bands, you know, some of them might have a simple light board or something like that and a handful of lights. Some have no lights, but for the ones that do have lights, like a lot of these bands out there that are on playing smaller shows that have lights, they don't do much with them, you know? And so when somebody comes through like you did and you do a lot with just a few lights, it, it really it really does wow people. Yeah, it's just something they're not expecting, yeah. And um, yeah, the has its challenges first of all hauling all the stuff there i thought when i ended up when i finished being a drummer and started being a bass <laughs> and suddenly i got a lighting thing to take around as well so the car's going along with the wheels sort of sticking out at funny angles and stuff you know <laughs> and the, all this stuff in the back but yeah I mean, it's great it's fantastic and uh, yeah i've been out of it for a little while so really looking forward to getting back in it so i kind of been spending a lot more time on your site and wow you put a lot more stuff up there as well in the last couple of years it's um, yes on more in stage lighting labs yeah there's a lot more yeah yeah i'm going to go through your um you've done a sort of a master class over about what was it 30 day lighting challenge or something oh yeah 30 Um, days to becoming a lighting ninja over on youtube yeah 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 i've been through quite a bit of that as well yeah just amazing man really great yeah that was uh, a friend of mine challenged me um, a guy who writes a, a website about audio that I've I've met online and uh, and he challenged me and he said, you know, I bet you can do a video on YouTube for 30 straight days in a series and it'll really be helpful to you. And I think it was um, and it was it was good to do it. So, yeah, it was kind of like I just kind of sat back and said, hey, like if I just had like with nothing else on my on my site, you know, if I had 30 days, 30 videos to kind of get someone doing things with lighting you know how would i break that down and i broke it down into titles and then you know i made 30 videos which was a lot of work <laughs> yeah, yeah i can imagine i mean it's an amazing resource and i don't think anybody else is really doing it i i haven't seen any anything else that's like learn stage lighting no um, there's not really anything else out there yeah yeah that's one of the it's one of the reasons i tried it too because along the way that i started it because Along the way, you know, when I was learning lighting, there have been multiple websites that have kind of started doing this kind of stuff, and then they always die. You know, they always yeah. die off, and it's really sad. But, I and I and I see this, uh, even there's, there's, you know, I see this attitude out there now sometimes where there's people who start a website, they want to teach people about lighting, you know, share their knowledge, but then they have no way of it making money, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I'm not getting rich here, you know, that's no surprise. I still do design work so that I have enough money to, you know, pay for my house and feed the family. Um, But the fact that it makes money means that I can put the time into it that it needs to really do a great job. 
you know, and I want this, it's like, I don't have a plan other than this website for my career, you know, like, like I want this thing to last for the rest of my life and maybe longer if websites are still a thing, you know, and they look like they do now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you get to sort of a critical mass with it as well. Have you been on, I'm being a bass player. I've um, subscribed at various times to a thing called Scott's Bass Lessons. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm familiar. I don't know a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing site. Yeah. He, Scott was a, a session drummer, mm. a session drummer, session bass player. <laughs> yeah. Um, doing really pretty well. And then you've got a thing called Focal Dystonia, um, which basically messes up your, you, you can't play. It's, it's oh, dear. short circuits you your different fingers mm. um, kind of neurological condition. So he had to stop playing for quite a long time. And he started the Scott's bass lessons. And I mean, he's got hundreds of thousands of um, members and subscribers now. It's um, awesome. You know, people from every continent all on there and all sharing knowledge. And it, it's fantastic. I just, yeah, I love the internet, mate. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's going to be around for a while. Don't you? Yeah, I, I do. I do. It's just, it's amazing to me because just, just a few days ago, it celebrated 30 years since like the very inception of the internet, you know, like Tim Berners-Lee over there across the pond yeah. where you are and all that jazz. And and even in that time, what it looks like and what people come to it for has changed dramatically. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I'm thinking for myself, you know, in another 30 years, I'll be 58, you know, and I wonder, I have like, you know, I think, wow, if it's gone as far as it has in the this 30 years, I have no idea what it's going to look like then. No, no, it'd be crazy. I'll be 90, mate. So, um, yeah. you know, yeah. Hopefully we'll still be having these conversations. That would be great. But yeah. We'll be approaching middle age then, though. So, you know, anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Good times. Well, <laughs> is there anything else you want to discuss on the podcast? I'm thinking we've covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it'd be really good to talk to you, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, glad everything's going so well. And, um, yeah, is that is that enough? Have we done? Yeah, I think it's a good podcast. Um, again, Pete Greenfield, uh, formerly Jimmy Ringus, soon to be something Watts. What was it? Sorry. Well, son of what? Son of what? Something else, which is crazy, which is going to be the smash hit movie in about five years' time. Okay, great. And and just to clarify, son of what is that? W H A T or W A T T? Like electricity? Uh, w H A T. W H A T. Okay. Yeah, the British accent was throwing it off. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. There's not a lot about us online at the moment, I don't think. But there's still a bit of Jimmy Ringus stuff around. We're going to get that band going again at some point. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to hearing more from you uh, in the future. Yeah. Thanks a great. Lot. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at LearnStageLighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.